0: Hey guys, welcome to session 14. I am pumped to share this one with you because I feel like this is one of those episodes on like, what do I do when everything feels wrong? Like, what does that mean and what do I do? And, you know, it just shows how big of swings we can sometimes have on this roller coaster that is entrepreneurship and what it means and what to look at when that comes up. So I think this is gonna be so supportive. Angie and I joked that the alternative title to this podcast was the coffee isn't the issue. (laughs) So basically the gist is there's always more to it. It's probably not just like the 10 surface level things that you think are wrong or that you had too much caffeine. There's more underneath the surface and that is what we are gonna dive into in this session.
1: Cool, how you doing? Oh, you know. Uh, oh, I've had a really hard day today I've had a hard day uh, I've had a I'm so sorry oh nothing but nothing you know nothing's happened or anything just because <laughs> I now work in I wonder what she's gonna call this episode cycles as I was bursting into tears this morning <laughs> well like... obviously it's teas,
0: tears something and something
1: so we'll start with that yep I kind of want breakdowns, breakthroughs, and something else as well. Okay, noted. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I mean, things are going really well, and it's just been, but it's such a, been such a busy week of feeling like I'm rescheduling things in my own life because I've got to fit in other stuff. So I had to reschedule my Danish lesson, and I've, rescheduled my book coaching and Mm. it's because I'm like getting to the point and then going, oh no, I haven't done enough work. I'm not ready. I'm not prepared enough. I can't actually do the session. So that's just been feeling a bit annoying because I was sort of feeling like I was vaguely in control of stuff. But I feel like there's just been so much onboarding stuff that I hadn't shenanigans that I hadn't even thought about. So I was spending time on things As we all know, they're not my zone of excellence. (laughs) Problem solving for issues that I honestly don't think that these are things I could say, oh, because somebody else could do this because they're like translating my process into now, how does that process work for multiple people on different platforms? And so it's just got to the point where, oh, it's just felt a bit overwhelming. But today I had my first session where I co-delivered with an associate. So they watched it. They watched the session for their training. And tomorrow she's delivering it on her own. So <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> but it's honestly just to get to this point, it's so challenging. I think the reason I burst into tears this morning is because it really challenges my excellence buttons. Really badly, and I feel like if someone hasn't got the right email, or if someone's link didn't work, or if like all I can't, everything today, this has gone. They've got in within the workflow, this link has gone, and it's like opening up the wrong thing, or something's broken. Has found a 404 error page, and it's just all these things. I'm like, it just makes me want to cry. I just think. I immediately go to, this is a complete shit show. It's unacceptable standards that are my own, that I've created. And so what I'm I'm trying to do is just rationalize Mm. where the emotion, because I get so emotional about it. And I feel Mm. so kind of, I feel like it starts to make me feel like, oh, everything's unraveling and I can't get it back into control. Yes. And it reminds me a bit of when I was a head teacher, where we used to have those days where, like it would start at 7.30 in the morning with a phone call saying there's been a leak in the art building and there's a flood and it just would go on like that for 12 hours with, and then there's a child protection issue and then there's a member of staff issue and then there's a parent screaming at reception and then and it would just be oh, another thing and another thing and another thing. And at one point in the day, I would go into my office and think, I can't do this. There's like, there's just too many things. It's out of control. So I've had that. I can feel, I'm like... I can really feel it. I can literally, my chest is like tight as you're talking,
0: right? (laughs) Like it's like, oof, this is a lot on you, right? I'm
1: at the limits. Does it feel hard to like take a deep breath? Literally, I've had to, I mean, I can actually feel the adrenaline in my body. Yeah. I can feel it because I'm totally dehydrated and I've been like getting food and then just sitting at my computer and I've got a million tabs open and trying to keep hold of what needs to be solved all at once. So, yeah. Ooh. One
0: rule I tend to operate by with myself for sure and also clients is that if all things feel wrong usually nothing is wrong (laughs) or none of those top level things that we think are wrong are so angie's feeling so emotional and overwhelmed she's feeling the adrenaline she's feeling the tightness like almost always that means there's more going on here than just like okay i have you know these four things to fix in my business and so whenever I'm feeling that level of intensity or that level of intensity around like everything is wrong is when I'm always trying to stop myself and go, okay, probably none of the things I'm focused on are really wrong. And there's something else deeper at play. And so just kind of wanted to share that, whether that's from a a personal perspective or even a coach perspective is sometimes I think as coach, it's so easy to like try to dive in and then go solve all these surface level problems like okay what tech do we need to fix what thing do we need to tell your team and what like and not that we can't talk through any of those but typically when it comes with so much emotion behind it and so much of that adrenaline tightness intensity there's something else to look at first that when we solve for that, the surface level things either kind of totally go away or are really, really easy and obvious to solve. So just a reminder, if that's happening for you or a client, this is usually a moment to pause and go, what else is going on here? What's the fear behind all of this? Like, obviously all of it's intense, but it's like, we know the fear, is like lose control but like what's like the practical pieces of that like I'm terrified that we're going to deliver a a product that's not good or that my people are going to feel unprepared or like insert whatever thing is like worst case scenario in your mind
1: yeah I think it's there's there's a few things of course there is I want people to experience this just really good service and I want them to feel like my god wow this is amazing we got this and then we got this and it's really well organized I guess I take some of my familiarity with the client group having been one of them into it so I hated having my time wasted at the end of a school day doing training where someone hasn't got their stuff together it's like oh I've been working for six hours and now I have to deal with your nonsense (laughs) like someone's PowerPoint not working or something would send me into a yeah, yeah. Yes. So there's that. There's also, I feel like, I was going to say, I feel like it's a value for money thing if I think things don't work. But it isn't, that isn't, I don't feel like that because there's so much value in what what we've created. It's more that it gets obscured when things don't work. And I really want it to be like, you look at this, isn't it amazing? And I'm trying to induct my clients into a new way of behaving as well. So when things don't work my end, then it's really difficult to improve the behaviours their end as well. So for example, we're trying to get everybody, every single client saying these are the dates, we're booking them, they then go into the workflow, they're fixed, not calling me and saying or calling my assistant and saying oh we've actually found that we can't do this one and can we change (laughs) it and all of that stuff so I find it really difficult to enforce some of those Well, it's not difficult exactly it's just a bit incongruent to enforce some of those things around standards when then they're not getting the right link or the this that or the other and it isn't that there's a huge pressure on doing it immediately and I really do recognize that there's a process and that we're very very close to getting there but I guess part of me just wants to be done with this bit because I just I'm like how long do I have to spend <laughs> setting up systems god's sake when is it going to end please let it end <laughs> so I think there's a bit of impatience as well I just I really want this bit to be done now Have you ever heard of this tool? They use
0: it in uh, DBT therapy and it's called a fear-threat balance. So it's basically like when something's like really, really coming up for you, we rate like what's the fear on a scale of 1 to 10, but then we also rate what's Mm. the actual threat on a scale of 1 to 10. And sometimes that's really helpful because they're usually quite incongruent.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) And I think that's kind of what's helpful to maybe name here is like I imagine the fear is like almost at a level 10, right? Like you're so emotional, like adrenaline is coursing through your body, yeah. your chest is tight, like it's like your body is like we're being chased by a fucking lion. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But like the actual threat of it is like them getting a wrong link is maybe like a two. <laughs> So the fear threat balance is one of my favorite tools to use with clients because and and myself, right? Because it is so clarifying and so useful when we're in a really intense situation. So I kind of explained it, but I'll just really quickly do that again. So fear threat would be rate the fear on a scale of one to 10 and rate the threat on a scale of one to 10. Typically our fear is so much greater than the actual threat. And when we can see that it doesn't mean that our fear necessarily completely dissipates we can just see it for what it is which is like okay this fear is either you know coming from something in my past or is a projection about something else it's not necessarily completely related to the threat right? And so it just helps us to take it down a notch. It maybe helps our bodies to relax more to remember we are not actually like at threat level of being chased by a lion, even though it can feel that way physically sometimes. So whether you use this tool with yourself or a client, it can be a really useful thing when we're in that super heightened emotional state. And when we feel very threatened in business to kind of just go, okay, what's really going on here let me take a bigger picture let me acknowledge the fear and like really you know like acknowledge that those feelings are real but let me also acknowledge that the threat is not as great as it appears to be because then i have an opening to start solving for things. so i love this tool could not recommend it enough so simple but sometimes the simplest things are always the best things and i think that's really the case here and so like let's just start there like do you like Do we have agreement on that? Like, would you say the threat is a two or are you like, you're out of your mind, it's a seven?
1: No, I would say the threat is, the threat mainly with most of those things is is around about a two. I think that there's been then like one or two things that have happened that have like, the so the fear- is oh my god I'm gonna have to continue delivering this work and that's also at a 10 like just so there's like a fear of yes, yes. of the oh they're not going to get the right stuff and it's going to make us look terrible but there's also a fear of oh I might have to carry on delivering and then the threat with some of the things like somebody didn't get the memo about me not delivering their sessions, the threat then is real. Like I do actually have to deliver that session. <laughs> I <was> like, no. <laughs> so yeah. because it's all kind of mixed in and it all feels like yes. just one mistake after the next, after the next. I haven't been able really in the last few days to really separate out the, these are tech mistakes. The fear threat ratio is probably just like, ridic- I don't need to get into it. And these are some of the, uh, they're also kind of tech mistakes, but they're things that I feel more emotional about, which are to do with my workload. I think that's the real fear. What if I have to carry on working really hard (laughs) in ways that don't serve me? I mean, that's like really helpful,
0: right? Yeah. Because it's like, then it's about what it's about instead of like all of this other stuff, right? How did you say that exactly? What if I have to carry on working really
1: hard? Yeah. In ways that don't serve me. Yes.
0: I think what's helpful there is to reframe that of like, I just won't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Easier said than done. I know. But like, I think what's what's maybe happening and and you can give me specifics here, but- Like I hear you saying you canceled your Danish lesson or whatever as an example. And Mm -hmm. it's like what you're doing is getting too close to the territory Mm -hmm. of having to carry on working really hard in a way that doesn't serve you. Yeah. And so it's almost like that's what you could go take back control of right now. Yeah. Is like I actually don't – or. You know, whatever, maybe I, I don't know the specifics of this situation. So feel free to tell me if it's worth talking through. But like, maybe even with the client that didn't get that memo that you're not delivering, maybe you're only delivering some of them, but they do have to freaking deal with having somebody else for others or whatever. It's like, I think like the real fear here is like, how much am I still going to bend?
1: Yeah. And there are all of these things like
0: making yeah. me bend. Yeah. Right.
1: That's so true. And it's so, so today I was co delivering. Except I did it all. And, um, that's, so, that's
0: so shocking.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, no, no, I'm just going to show you just once around how I do it. So I did it and then paid her to be there watching me do it. And she'd already said, do you want me to do it? And I said, no, no, you can just watch this one and I'll show you. And then I was like, oh, because client, I don't know. And then I like, found myself writing this whole email to the client saying, this person's going to be there. She's one of our associates. And then I was like, what are you doing? This email's already gone out. they already know this. You're sort of creating some kind of weird thing where they didn't know and they need more information. And I'm a bit like, also in the mix, dropping off your child for the first time at nursery. I mean, it's just way too much stress <laughs> around it. And they, of course, were all there. They're all on Zoom. Oh, hiya, we're all eating biscuits and we're just getting ready. And they're all clucking about, you know, just enjoying, ready for their CPD. And oh, what's in store? And like totally chill. (laughs) So chill they haven't read any of the instructions about my like highly organised log on to this and open this document and go to this page. And then I'm like, what do you mean you haven't logged on? And So it became this giant thing, which is me wanting to it is completely how I micromanage my life basically Mm -hmm. and particularly my child and Mm -hmm. now that we're in the therapy zone (laughs) this is basically welcome welcome to the zone (laughs) but I really can see a parallel in the feeling that I have of loss of control of when he used to be really when he was little like my little program And he used to go to his dad's and I would have no control over what happens at his dad's because then he's with his dad. And so I would try and control it via loads of different rounds the back kind of ways, like pack certain things for him and, you know, make sure he's got the right cuddlies and make sure that he'd eaten certain things that morning in case he then got too tired. And I kind of am doing that of trying to protect... And ensure the well-being of the program delivery through every other means and I'm left with the same feeling of this isn't really you know it's not in my control and yeah it's
0: really weird. It makes so much sense right like first of all I am not diagnosing in any way (laughs) shape form suggestion here but listen I can imagine that there is a part of you that still has a lot of trauma from having to let your sweet precious angel go to a parent's house who you did not have faith or trust in and I cannot imagine how much that like experience still lives in your body yeah
1: (laughs) right it's really literally in my body right this second Because I can't actually get hold of him right now. And he's he's totally fine. And he's, you know, this is his night with his dad. But I'm just noticing that there is a similar, I have a very similar desire to know and control what's going on in my absence. Yeah. And
0: I I think that in some ways, like, we can make that wrong, you know? Like, we could be like, oh, my gosh, such a control freak, whatever. But in another way, I just, like, can't imagine any parent hearing this that wouldn't feel that level of intensity sending their baby off with someone that they did not have utter faith and confidence in right like it's extreme like it truly is extreme right Mm. and I think that so there's that and then there's okay now it is getting too extreme in your business Mm. like it is not (laughs) like those are not the same level of threat Mm. right like the, the real threat with your son when he was small, like, I don't know, we're not going to like even mm. name that number here with his other parent, right? But like, I imagine that was quite different to like the actual yeah. threat of like your business right now. Yeah. And so it's almost like the experience like brings up similar emotions, but then they're like exacerbated, you know what I mean, because of that. So I think yeah. that makes a lot of sense. It's really beautiful that Angie is bringing up that parallel to her son here and that hypervigilance, right? It almost always is gonna come from something we've experienced in the past. You know, we all have ways we create safety and we cope. And so, one of Angie's ways of creating that safety and coping is that hypervigilance, that attention to everything, that controlling the environment. And when things happen that make us feel like we can't control the environment, it's going to trigger us massively because it is where we are getting our safety from. Right? It's like, I feel safe because I can like be hypervigilant watch this control this, And when that gets taken away from me as it does when we have children or when we scale a business, right? Sometimes it can be very, very alarming for our systems and our body. And so, looking at that knowing where it's coming from seeing those parallels knowing that we can find other ways to create safety is so crucial so you might really 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 resonate with angie's example or you might need to dig a little to figure out what your version of this is but we all have some version of this right where we relate this one thing to how we stay safe and how we cope and when that thing gets taken away we are very 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 activated and so knowing what that is for you so you can spot it sooner see where it's coming from and kind of down regulate yourself from that is really helpful. So Angie, being able to tie that in is beautiful and important here. And also, I think I get curious of like, how did you deal with it? That like, did you surrender to feeling the total lack of control or did you almost like never let yourself go there? Like, are you like, I've never really felt that feeling and so i'm trying mm. so hard not to feel it or are you like oh, i felt it all the time i'm just scared of feeling it again
1: i was really able to most of the time to just surrender to it and just be like you know he's with his father and that's where he's meant to be and there's a lot of like my anxiety and my my own hyper vigilance myself that I bring you know from my own childhood into adulthood is often misplaced in that situation anyway so it's really that I will bring all attempts to manage my environment and the situation to most situations (laughs) to any situation I mean yes you will also find me this evening planning a trip and a small thing like going to England I've got to go to England again next week for a couple of nights will bring about 55 million hours of trip advisor like how clean is it mm. sort of like hypervigilance to that to that degree of i need to control the environment i need to know where i'm going to be eating i need all of that kind of stuff and i wish i could just be a little less and you know that isn't the the normal level i don't think also my boyfriend tells me it's not the normal level of i like staying in nice places <laughs> It's the more extreme level of yes. if it's not clean, then it's really gonna I, it's gonna be on my mind to the extent that I, I can't, I, I just rather not do it. So I am aware of the, you know, where excellence also meets I don't want to call it OCD because I don't have a clinical diagnosis or anything. And I know ne- I know yeah, it's hypervigilance. Really, yeah, but hypervigilance and kind of That's fair, you know, mm-hmm. wanting to control the environment. So I can see that in my work as well and I could see it always when I was a head teacher and I can rationalise it and I can say, oh, you're bringing this stuff and you know, it's typically I'm aware in the background noise that I will deliver things to a certain standard anyway so I don't have to worry to the same degree that lots of people might need to worry because actually they're not delivering to that standard but those people don't worry they don't worry they they should be and I'm like why are you worried about this but anyway (laughs) so I can be aware of it but it's still there it's still it still has I still have adrenaline to deal with and I've still had to take myself for two walks today to to just de not even decompress to just quieten down some of the uh, well to like complete
0: a stress cycle in your body almost right yeah. 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 I think that's helpful. And I appreciate that context. Because like if we if we just compare it to like you have a very small child you're sending off, that's one thing where we can like yeah. rationalize that a bit. But if we're like, mm, you're going to spend <laughs> 16 hours researching a place you've probably already been on TripAdvisor, like yeah. then we're dealing with something yeah. a something little else. different, right? Something else going <laughs> on here. But, you know, I think what's hard about this, which is so interesting because it's such a parallel to the hard work thing, is that- It sucks because it's worked for you.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Like you do get the environment you want most of the time. You do deliver with excellence most of the time. Like what's tough is when you think you're doing all that and then you don't get the excellence Mm. you want. And that's basically what you're in right now, right? exactly and so you're like I did all the all the things that should make this not a thing and it's yeah. still a thing and I like don't have the coping tools because my coping tools are hypervigilance and managing it and whatever and like that's not working here I thought I did that yeah exactly right it's like when you went to write that email like that was your go-to yeah. uh, coping response I can do this like I will I will, I will fix this I will control yeah. this I'll tell them yeah and it's like oh wait that's not even gonna fix this no. so I think you know in some ways like the only thing you can do here is go, what are my other tools? And it sounds like you're employing them. Like I'm going for a walk. I'm doing what I can to calm my body. I'm like looking at the threat balance and reminding myself that it's safe. Like I almost feel like you're doing a lot of what you can, which I don't know if that's helpful or even more frustrating.
1: (laughs) I mean, it it is helpful. And I knew that I had coaching today. So I was also just really like, okay, You can take this because this is where the rubber meets the road, isn't it? Where I find myself back where I have felt before. This is me at, it's not even, I mean, it's nowhere near as bad as it, it, it was when I was working, you know, in schools and stuff, but I can feel and I can see what I do with so much more clarity. I mean, it's, and it's kind of weird because it's. Is it a little out of body? It's a little Mm -hmm. bit out of body. Mm -hmm, And I can mm -hmm. see myself rushing around. And it's just the feeling I have in my body is a little alien to me now, whereas it used to be the complete norm. And a lot of the things I used to think were also exacerbating. A lot of the things I used to do, I used to think were the reasons that I was feeling the way that I did. For example, I used to drink coffee all day or not mm-hmm. really eat lunch or sit at the desk and sit at the screen and I would go home at the end of the day going oh my god I feel so frazzled and, and, and it must be the coffee and, and in actual fact it's the the mental what's the word I'm looking for that not turmoil but the kind of the the, the mental habits that I'm in of yeah. di- of behaving in a certain way so it's quite interesting to see that There was nothing to do with, well, it might have been slightly worse because of the coffee, but it really isn't, oh, I feel so full of adrenaline because of some external situation. It's actually because of this very internal situation (laughs) that I seem to be able to create (laughs) at the drop of a hat.
0: That's what this episode should actually be titled. (laughs) We'll totally go off of our normal three things and we'll title it, The Coffee Isn't the Issue. (laughs) It's true though, right?
1: (laughs) It's so true. It's not external. I wish it was the coffee, right? But it's so true. It's me. Turns out, God.
0: I just love the coffee isn't the issue. That is just, that's doing it for me, guys. If Angie hadn't given me the other title, I think we would have led with that. But the, the thing that I think is so important about the idea of the coffee isn't the issue is that we almost always like our brains almost always want it to be some easy fix or something surface level oh if i just drank less coffee if this tech mistake just didn't happen if you know like whatever i had one extra hour today everything would be better and you know i'm not saying caffeine can't be a contributor i'm not saying being busy can't be a contributor i'm not saying tech issues aren't frustrating but typically when we feel like Oh my God, this is the whole issue. We're just missing the point. And it actually is harmful because it makes us not look for what's really there, right? And again, not sometimes we want it to be the coffee because I'd rather not look at what's really here. I'd rather not have to go dig into my past. I'd rather not have to see all of my own patterns. I'd rather just stop caffeine, you know? Or maybe I, <laughs> I don't wanna stop caffeine, but I'd rather blame the caffeine. I've been there in my life too. But the point I wanna make here is that. Nine times out of 10, we want to blame the surface level issue that feels the easiest to fix when we're super activated. And that's not necessarily bad, like when we're super activated, it's not always the time to dive into all the layers, but it's just helpful to see the pattern there and see where you might be doing that in business. Like, are you having a really, really tough week? And so you're going, if this one tech issue would just resolve, then everything would be okay, right? Like that's when you're like, oh, that's a red flag for me. What's actually going on here? and really looking at it. So hopefully this is just that little reminder that sometimes the thing we're blaming isn't the thing. And as soon as we can take a bird's eye view and zoom out from that, it really does get easier to feel better from there. I think what you're experiencing or what you're explaining here is just a bit like higher self, lower self. Like, I don't know if that's the exact terminology, you know what I'm saying, but right? It's like, there's this higher version of you that can just watch you running around and can watch the like, intensity of the tech issue and can watch you know all of this and go girl you're fine Mm. what are you doing and then there's this lower self version of you that's like I cannot get out of this this is so intense and I am trapped in it to an extent
1: right yeah and it feels I can't I just can't describe how many different elements I end up huffing and puffing around like (gasps) I'm like now I've got to hang out for washing and now like this whole drama around the life which is interesting But I have been able to maintain however today I knew I had coaching but I've also been thinking this week my sanity is lost when there are too many things on my plate so even though I might my go-to is to write that email my go-to is no longer to do more work so I could tell that it was, it was starting because it's been like this all week, really. I looked at my diary this week and I just thought, I'm going to not do any extra things. I'm not adding anything in. And I actually took something out. I actually purposefully moved something out or s- switched a work thing around to next week so that I didn't have more than one thing in the day and so even though i'm witnessing myself behaving in a certain way i'm also witnessing myself saying this is enough for that day and now is the time to switch off your computer and do something completely different so so that's good
0: <laughs> it kind of feels to me like tell me if this feels like an oversimplification but it feels to me like practically speaking you are showing up and doing all of the right things the one thing that like needs adjustment here is how much you're taking care of your body and nervous system through that. Right. Because like it's not like it's like, oh my God, you're running around like a wild woman in your business and you're working all the time and you're like the reason you didn't move the lesson was because you didn't want too many things in that day. The like the boundaries you're holding, you're actually really holding like practically all is well. The biggest problem is what's happening in your body right now. Exactly. Which is hard but uh, you know better in some ways to solve than like 30 practical issues right
1: yeah and i and i do see that this is a f- this is a response in the body not an actual series of things that's going wrong so yes i got my taxes paid and spoke to you know hmrc this week and yes i have responded to the emails that have been coming about the virtual summit and i've been doing recordings and i've been coaching and i've done training and i've onboarded new people and i've onboarded new clients and i have done design work the podcast has happened like i've done the things might be a bit behind on certain things but there is um yeah just a response and i can see that it's this is a transition as well mm-hmm. <laughs> but my word it's like it comes out of the blue, which is so, you know, I'm not premenstrual. There's not a full moon. There's, you know, the tears just came today and there was nothing other than this is created in my body today.
0: Yes. And also I think to run that parallel of like when you were sending your son off when he was little, right? It's like nothing was happening and it was happening, right? Do you know what I mean? Like he was fine. It wasn't like he was coming home like, you know, malnourished or whatever, right? Like nothing was happening and something was very much happening. And it feels kind of like that's what's happening as you kind of like let this work out into the world. It's like actually nothing is happening, but something is very much alive in
1: me, right? And I have to celebrate that through the tech problems and through the tech, the various things, I'm also seeing the architecture of what I'm trying to create. And it's really cool. It's like, oh, wow, this is really good. And this really, you know, I got some people emailing me saying, oh, we've just, you know, who followed the instructions. And like, oh, we've just got onto the platform and I just found this and I just got onto the community space and I'm just letting you know that we're in here. And so that was that was really nice to see that it's, it does work when it's working.
0: And also, like we were saying last week, like the issues are what move this forward in many ways, right? It's like you kind of have to have those to get to the other side. And I think like it's almost like just about like upping your tolerance for them. I feel like last week you were talking about how do I deepen my ability to like serve from that heart space like how do i resource myself more for that it's almost like how do i resource myself for more to for this right like the resilience it takes
1: to let the problems arise you know what i mean yeah and for the first time today i saw that that resourcing that i was talking about last time where i'm with groups and i'm the person that's really necessary there is also a level of resourcing and caretaking that I'm going to need to do with the associates and so like Mm -hmm. my client has moved is moving from my client to my associates becoming a client who need a different level of support and that's just again a bit like being a head teacher where you suddenly realize it's not the children it's the staff that I'm now responsible for and that's a different kind of I need to show up differently for that but I'm not there yet because we're still in the transition but I can see it coming down the road. Well, you're still doing
0: both jobs right now. And that's really hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Like you're running the training while teaching someone to run the training. And it's like, I think, and this is maybe helpful to see, I think you just from like a personality perspective, do really, really well when you can give one thing your attention and you're really good at like deeply pouring into that thing. I think when multiple things need your attention at the same time it feels very draining
1: it really really does feel very draining (laughs) indeed yeah
0: so that might also be just like a slight thing to look at here like I think you're doing a great job ring fencing that with your schedule and everything and it might just be like what are the other ways to do that with associates like maybe I don't dual train or maybe I you know, like have a slightly different setup there where it's, I'm not expecting myself to
1: be this massive multitasker kind of thing. Today's training I did because I wanted to record a session for everybody. So I did it with her because she's doing the first one, but I'm actually going to use the, I recorded the whole thing. And I'm going to upload good. that for all of them. And then they can watch that as the, this is me delivering a session. Um, so this is, you know. So hopefully I can think of more creative and productive ways of supporting them in the long term and just like time, not not just time effective, but also create time that I feel excited about rather than, oh no, there's a load of problems that I've got to solve. And I also just wanted to raise this actually as a, a f- this week with with you. One of the things that I want to give myself praise for <laughs> in this transition is saying to the associates that I really appreciate that there will be, bumps in the road because this is the first time I'm doing totally. it, and that I'm not expecting for anything to be perfect either my end or their end for the first few months until we you know till we get there. And that I would really appreciate their feedback in order to improve things. And I really need them to know also that I'm trying to do this with as much grace and skill as I can. and if they can give me grace, then that would be really helpful. And honestly, the way that they have framed their feedback is just like chef's kiss. They're like, this is really, really working for me. This is really, really helpful. I don't yet understand this. I wonder if you could clarify that. So I've really structured how I need them to feedback to me. And it's just made that whole process feel less like, oh, everyone's getting at me. I'm, it's all terrible. They all think it's rubbish. I'm on the back foot. and more like, oh, yeah, how can we solve this situation? So that felt like a win.
0: I'm like going to go back to the same thing. Like practically everything is great. Like that's such a win. Like That is absolute best case scenario, right? Yeah. They're awesome. They're giving great feedback. You have good context. You're not taking it personally. You're solving the issues that need to be solved. Your clients are happy. Like,
1: you could, except yeah. except woo.
0: except your body's like <laughs> running from a lion, you know, but it's fine. But let's talk about that for a second. So like, what do you do to fix that? Because you could, and I think you're doing a great job of not, but you could very easily just spin out into like trying to fix all the things in the business as fast as humanly possible. And what's true is like most of them don't even need fixing and they're just evolving. And so- what else are you doing to bring this down? Because that's important. Like, you don't want to tolerate feeling like this for too long. You know what I mean? Again, like, yeah, just because you can doesn't mean you should like, yes, you have the resilience to move through it. And like, let's not put your body through
1: that. Yeah. Well, I think one thing that I could think about and articulate a bit more clearly is what my roadmap actually could and should look like i was talking to i think i was talking to one of my clients about this today or yesterday and just saying there is a period of time well in fact i was talking to my mastermind about it i was Mm. you know saying and i always use well i use different change um, management theories to explain how we implement change and i never apply them to my own work so i was you know (laughs) just saying that there is a, a necessary period of time when you Implement any change where there is absolute confusion and there's absolute rejection and there's absolute like chaos. And as I was preaching to them, your job is to know exactly that you're in the right place. So if you are, (laughs) it's too easy. I don't even have to say anything. Oh my God. (laughs) So good. So I think being really clear where I am in the stage of the journey and just being able to then say, high five, Angie. You're exactly where you're supposed to be as you implement this change, which is somewhere in the uh, grief and rejection stage mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. Uh, before we move into the acceptance, and I also appreciate that part of the, like the grief and the confusion is, I'm no longer delivering this, and so it's kind of sad in some ways, and it's a bit confusing because I can't quality assure comes out of anyone else's mouth or the way that it's received and then I think that the acceptance of we are now a different business and we now work in this way is coming down the pike, but I'm not yeah. there yet
0: well, you're so I like, guess
1: giving myself grace
0: <laughs> you're like about 12 days into the school year
1: yeah yeah we are
0: <laughs> so that's the most appropriate and normal thing ever to be like in that moment. And so it's just worth saying that. But I think, like, I think there's that's like the mental component of it. And then I think there's just like a lot of physical components that maybe like nature care, you know, I don't like. And I think you are doing some of that. Like, obviously, you went for a walk today, but like,
1: yeah, when it's for exercising, to, like, Yeah
0: do that is probably just like, what is the plan for that this week? You know, your body needs a lot of care. I think what we're really uncovering as we go through this session and what's so important to see here is that Angie is truly doing the right things, right? But she's having to deal with the physical and emotional experience of that. So it's not like there's necessarily something different for her to do, which like as a hyper-vigilant control freak is super frustrating because we would rather just do something else, right? But what she actually has to like kind of quote unquote do is deal with the physical and emotional experience it's bringing her through. So being able to take a new action and then deal with that experience of whatever that brings up is pretty much like the entire path to growth, right? It's like, I see that I need to take a new action here and I'm willing to do it and then deal with the stuff that that brings up in me there's a Michael Singer quote that I love, 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 love. And it is serve what's put in front of you and let go of everything. It stirs up within you. I'll say it one more time. Serve what's put in front of you and let go of everything. It stirs up within you. And I feel like that's what Angie is working on right now. She is like serving what's put in front of her. She is doing the things that like, The version of her she like wants to be in business would do, the version of her that she wants to have boundaries would do, right? She has to deal with everything it stirs up within her and she's doing that work too, but it's not always easy, right? I think that it can feel like I should do the right thing and then I should just feel better. And most of the time, that's not how it goes. I do the right thing and then I deal with everything it stirs up within me. So just wanting to acknowledge Angie in that and also acknowledge for all of us that, You know, that is the messy part of all of this, is that even though we're taking new actions, we will still have the effects of that to sit with, to process, to digest, to deal with. And that is where really good support, coaching, you know, self-care, all of the things that resource
1: us come in and are so important. So I am, tomorrow I'm having a, I've got a really nice and light day. It's my partner's birthday tomorrow oh. so I'm going to go and see him and his kids and um just do like birthday so the afternoon evening is just birthday stuff and then on Friday I have another lightish day with summit recording so it's a different focus which mm-hmm. is quite nice yes. And I do the podcast and the summit stuff on Friday and then I am completely and this is something I really have to deal with actually is that last weekend my assistant was working at the weekend and she was sending me messages. Mm-hmm. In fact, both of them, in fact, I had two lots of messages coming in and it was nothing to do with them. They weren't requiring me to do anything, but I responded. I could feel my They're body there. responding mm-hmm. to them. They're there. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this weekend I'm switching off my emails, um, notifications for the weekend so that I just don't have any of that stuff coming in. Cause I've got, I'm going to a handball match with my son and we're doing stuff like that. So that's the weekend. And I've kind of cleared early next week because I'm traveling to England again in the middle of the week. So I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm resourced there. And tomorrow afternoon, I might even book a spa because I have the space to do that. Um, so I've had a cancellation. So, yeah.
0: Can we agree that you're going to do that?
1: yes, we can. Okay, great. <laughs> I, I really think that's Oh, yeah, twist my arm. <laughs> I know, right? But like,
0: I think that's kind of all you need. Like, again, not to like oversimplify what is obviously like a hard change process, but like you are doing all the right things. What you need to do is like give your body and nervous system as much care as you can give it through it. So if you have time for a spot day, you're going to like take the spot day. And if you can switch off for the weekend, you're going to switch off for the weekend. Like that's almost it here, right?
1: Yeah. And I'm just high-fiving myself all the way to the spa and to the weekend because this is a woman who has never said, I'm switching off my notifications at the weekend or felt that I had the right to to even do that. So I'm feeling like really amidst it all.
0: Yay. (laughs) And can you see how, of course, that's what's bringing some of this up in your body? Like, it would almost be like letting your son go with your partner when he was a baby and then turning off your cell phone for the weekend. Like, Oh my God, that's so <laughs> activating. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I <thought> of it. <laughs> right. Right. But like, that's probably what you're like physically experiencing when you're doing that, you know? So I think it's like helpful to, to see, like, it's almost like because you're doing such a great job of leaning in over here, you're feeling some of the like pull or backlash of it over here. And so you know, just not letting that change your mind, but just being like, okay, cool. I just need to take care of myself here Mm -hmm. is so helpful. One really important reminder here, obviously for Angie, but for all of us is the idea of not tolerating that level of activation for too long. I think sometimes, you know, depending on our makeup and our past, We get too good at dealing with that level of intensity and adrenaline and tightness and activation for too long. We're like, okay, I'll just live in this. I'll just keep powering through. I'll just hang for it. And that wears away at us. That leads to burnout. That leads to the day where you just can't take it anymore and you blow up your whole freaking business, right? And so that's something I'm always reminding clients of, myself of, I definitely have to work on this because I'm someone who can tolerate a quite a high level of activation (laughs) sometimes. And I have to like really remind myself, like just because you can tolerate it, it does not mean you can sustain it. So remember that, just because you can tolerate it, it does not mean you can sustain it. And so not being too tolerant of that for too long, meaning something has to shift. I have to take a break. I have to go regulate my system. I have to process this. I have to get support. Like I have to stop the doing to really get out of this space. Because once I'm out of this space, then I can go back to figuring all that out. But when I'm here, if I just keep pushing through, I kind of know the end result of that down the road. Right? And I don't want to get there. I don't want to get to burn out. I don't want to get to burn it down. So this is a reminder for everyone listening. Do not tolerate that for too long. It happens. It's going to come up in business. We are all going to have these moments. and. Process that as quickly as you can. Do not let yourself sit in that for weeks and weeks and weeks. I mean, gosh, some people sit in it for months and months and months, years and years and years, right? The sooner you can go, this needs my attention above all else, is really the point here. Isn't it always funny when it feels like there's like a thousand things wrong? And then when you really dive in, you're like, oh, that's always my cue that actually nothing's wrong. If I think a thousand things are wrong, mm -hmm."
1: that's not a thing. (laughs) there's nothing that's just nothing can I just share one more thing with you oh God, um, before we finish this is just like a just a really cool thing that happened that I had an email today from from somebody who wants to book the program and it was just so funny because this was somebody who I, I like I don't know if you want to use the same one of your titles but but <laughs> like the, the power of or the virtue of um letting things go because mm. this client was somebody that actually got in touch with me a year ago and then they were really keen as mustard and they were going to book and then they got the price and then they just went really quiet and then they ghosted me. And then I got an email from them today and, and she said, I'm really sorry that we haven't been in touch and I, there was no way I could find the funds, but I've been working away at it for this whole year and we've ah. now got the funding to do it and I've got the team behind it and we're ready to go. And I just thought it's so interesting because you can really write people off and think, oh, You know that was a client that just didn't work out, and it just made me think today how every single no is not right now. It's just never, not ever. (laughs) Like really believing that people just, you know, even if they ghost you or whatever, that it's just not right now, and that makes me feel so spacious about my business because, of course, it's like, oh, I've got a whole host of nos that could come in this year, next year, that that. Like it's all available. So I just wanted to share that like abundance moment that I had today. I love that. that.
0: It's such an abundance moment, right? When you realize like that you have a warm beads pipeline that will just jump off the fence when you least expect it sometimes, right? So good. And like all of the work you did matters. Like it compounds, it grows, it expands, like versus like all of that's done and now must work harder. It's like, nope, that momentum is going to keep building for
1: you. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really good.
0: I absolutely love that Angie got to share this story with us of the power of letting go and her getting that client later. I really believe this is true. I've seen this in my own business time and time again. Business is not as transactional as we sometimes want to believe it is or make it out to be, where it's like someone either bought then or they didn't buy then and that's it. It is so much more complex and in-depth than that because we're all humans and we're so much more complex and in-depth than that, right? What is so valuable in my opinion in business is creating a warm leads pipeline, having enough touch points and being able to recognize that you never know when someone will come off the fence. It's not like, well, if they were gonna buy from me, it would have been then, and so now it's never. That's just not how it works, right? But what we have to do and what we have to get our systems on board with to be able to do that is the power of letting go. Like, I'm letting go of this human right now. I'm letting go of the idea that they're gonna buy right now. I'm letting go of the fact or the thinking that the right way to do business is that they always buy right in the moment. And so obviously this is especially hard at the beginning of business. When you don't have a lot of evidence that this is true, it is much easier for me now in business because I have a lot of evidence over the, you know, seven, eight years I've been in business to know that this happens. And that's what Angie's really doing right now is building that evidence, which is going to make it easier to let it go in the future. And so just a reminder, this is important and it's not always easy. So if you're like, Oh man, that's really hard for me right now. That's totally okay. You can build up more evidence over time and it truly will get easier, but the power of letting go is really, really big and something not to underestimate. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, that's so cool. I mean, again, broken record, but like it just sounds like everything's really fucking good and your body and and system just need to catch up with everything being really good. But also it's like, like, I think, With that, it's important to say like, and have your cry and have your moment and feel your feelings, right? But it's like, it's separate to like, I'm crying
1: because something is deeply wrong. I'm crying because this is a lot, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was literally like, oh, and then it was done. I did not feel any emotion particularly, just (laughs) You need to cry it out. Try to get it
0: out. Yes. Like your body was like, we need to physically complete some of this stress that we're feeling and we like need a way to do that. So we're going to cry or we're going to walk or we're going to go for a run or whatever. Go to the spa.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Be massaged, you know, all the yeah, things. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she loves uh, me. Just Thank you. <laughs> witnessing you and the bigness of all of it. Maybe that's what we'll call it. Breakdowns, breakthroughs, yeah. and bigness. There you go. Yeah. It is big. It's
1: not the coffee
0: it's so big <laughs> yeah you've been like building up to this for your well years in your business but your whole fucking mm. life being able to yeah. like let go and delegate and not overwork like this is such big stuff mm. even though it's working yeah. out
1: it doesn't it's yeah still big, right oh yeah it's to remember that Thank you for witnessing me. Thank you for coaching me through all of these big things.
0: It is my pleasure. I love you. Keep me posted. Here to remind you that things are probably okay. So reach out if you just need a a moment to be reminded. And otherwise, uh, don't talk to me this weekend. Check out. And (laughs) I will see you next week. (laughs) I will see you next week. Okay, beautiful. Have fun. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I am forever grateful to you for being part of our journey and spending your time with us each week. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking a reviewer to give my MSC bundle to as a thank you for listening. This bundle combines trainings and workbooks that walk you through a condensed version of the work I do with my one-on-one clients through my mindset strategy and execution framework. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. And if you want more tips and strategies for growing and scaling your own business but are short on time, then you're going to want to opt into my private podcast feed, Back Pocket Business Mentor. You'll get immediate access to a private podcast feed full of tons of three-minute episodes where I talk about everything from how to pick a strategy and business model that works for you to how to show up online as an expert and increase your conversions. Just go to a lituplife.com forward slash back pocket to dive in.